glad you're watching from wherever you're watching, whether you're watching somewhere local or you're watching from around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in. We invite you for every area. Please stop in, be our guest. We would love to meet you in person. It's one thing to watch online, but it's on a whole another level to be in the house and to experience what God is doing. Please stop in and be our guest. Today, we are in the middle of a series we're calling Views, asking that God will change our viewpoint, how we see him, how he sees us. We're learning today that there's, a, there's an advantage point that we can get to that when God sees it in us and we see it in him, that it changes our perspective. Today I want to talk to you about the thought, it's a, it's a faith walk, right? It's a faith walk. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Come on now. You got to have some faith. Our first reaction in life is to always go off what we see. How many know if we always respond to what we see, most of the time that gets us in trouble? That things aren't always, and if we be honest, most of the time are not what they seem like. Uh, that will all, our eyes will deceive us and go back and look at the majority of major events in time. You'll find out those who went off of what they saw made some pretty big mistakes. Today, I want us to move beyond what we see, and I want you to learn to walk in faith. Let's go right to our text. Jesus said this in John chapter 16. Let's pick it up in verses 25. Jesus said, I have spoken these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and I will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I have come from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world. Soon he's talking about his departure and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, finally, at last, you're speaking plainly and not in these parables. You're like, now you're speaking plainly. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. Because, he still said, because of this, we now believe. We believe that you came from God. And Jesus says, do you finally get it? Wait. Do you finally get it now? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going on its own way, leaving me alone, yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, gonna have many trials, many sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus said, do you, do you get it? Are you finally getting it? Now, can I just tell you this, that I believe if Jesus had a love language, it would be faith. I, now, faith is not found in the five love languages books by Dr. Chapman. I know many of you read that, and it's a great book to know, figure out your spouse's love language. Who It's a good way of communication. But I, I believe Jesus' love language is not found in that book. It, it would be faith. Kind of like mine's not found in that book. My love language is enchiladas and tacos. Someone say, ole, amen, pastor. <laughs> Jesus' love language was faith. 
And the reason why I say that is because you look at Scripture. When people use faith, he got so excited. When he saw people operating in faith, and he, he taught so much about faith, and when he saw people working in faith, he would get so excited. He would say, go, your faith has made you well. Go in faith and tell others. If you have enough faith, nothing's impossible to you. If you have the faith as the size of a small mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and it will move. With faith, there's nothing impossible. Faith, let's think of faith moved by their faith. You're healed by your faith. Your servant's healed by your faith. The woman, as she went through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment, remember she crawled and she finally just reached out and, and he goes, your faith has made you well. There was all the time we see where Jesus got really, really excited when believers especially began to believe. I've never seen anything as great as this man's faith is what he told his disciples. I've never seen anything. He said, Jesus, you just speak the word and my servant will be healed. You don't even have to show up. Jesus was moved by his faith. Let me tell you, he was like, do you finally get it? Do you finally get it? Because you see me do miracles. You see me do so many signs and wonders in front of your eyes. And now, because I'm not speaking in parables, now you believe? He was like, hello, McFly. Something's not adding up here. He was like, listen, it's, now you believe because all of a sudden I'm not speaking to you in parables. Uh, he was moved by faith. It really mattered to Jesus. Almost all of our faith quotes in the New Testament were found from Jesus. Do you believe? It was like Jesus was saying, now you finally are getting, now your faith is coming alive. And that's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we, look at us say it together, for we walk by faith and not by sight. One more time all together. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We all like to walk by sight. I get up and what I see, I respond to. I get up and what I see is how I act. You treat me right, I treat you right. Good things are out there, I'm going to have a good day. Boss is in a good mood, I'm going to be in a good mood. I mean, we respond our whole life is about responding to what we see. But as a believer, he calls us to a deeper place and he doesn't want you being moved by what you see. He says, I want you to learn to walk in faith. It's a whole another level for a believer, but it's a place if you want to go deeper as we're singing about this morning, it's going to require more faith in your life. It's going to cause you to go to a deeper place. Have you ever went to a place to shop Maybe you went to your favorite store, to your favorite super center down the road. Maybe you, we want to give equal representation. So maybe you went to Target as well. Maybe you went to Lowe's, Home Depot. You get it, right? All those big stores. And maybe you're like me. They just decided to change the shopping center down the road. After 15 years of being the same, they decided to rearrange everything. Now... I know this place. I shopped this place. I could almost be blindfolded and go and get what I wanted. But now when I walk in, I'm like, I can't find anything. 
I'm shopping around. They moved it over here. I just want to get some deodorant and go home. And they moved it back here. What's it doing back by the tools? Well, we're rearranging this, so we had to move it over here. People are messing with my mind. The other day, I walk in, true story, I walk in the store. I'm trying to find, I went to where I thought something was. And there were good people there, and they're like, hey, can I help you find what you're looking for? And I said, I got this. I'm a man. I don't need your help. I can figure this out on my own. Famous last words by every man in the room, right? I can do this. I don't need directions. I'll find it. I've been shopping here for years. I'll get to it. I'm a smart guy. I'll figure it out. I know where the thingamajig is. It's always where the thingamajigs are at. In the thingamajig section, right over there. I go there, and it's not there. Well, they must have moved it back when they're moving things around. So I'll go back there. It's not there. Well, maybe they put it on the opposite side. They're, they're flipping around. So I'll go to the opposite side. And pretty soon, I did like five laps around the whole store. And I can't find what I'm looking for. And I can either leave and be like, well, I guess I would go to a different store. They don't have what I'm looking for. Or I can go back to that sales associate who was so willing to help me and say, could you tell me where this thingamajig is? Yeah! Boom! And in 30 seconds, they take me right to where I needed to be. Now, reality and circumstance are so much different. Circumstance where you're like, you know what? They don't have what I need. I'm not going to get it here. But in reality, it was there. I was just looking in the wrong place all along. Well, how many times have we went somewhere and we're going to go cross town to get something because they didn't have it at this store? And if I just would ask the associate to go check in the back, before you leave, let me check in the back. Maybe we have some more back. They come back out. Here, we got, just got some in. We just haven't had a chance to get them out yet. Circumstance is that, you know what? Looks like they're out. I'm going to have to travel across town to find what I need. But reality is, no, it's, it's there all along. I just didn't ask the right person. I just didn't wait for the thing to be put out. There's a lot of difference between circumstance and reality. Circumstance will get you messed up. When you go off of what you just see, I can't find what I'm looking for. I can't, God, you don't have what I need. This church doesn't have what I need. This church can't use me. God doesn't want to use me. God, you don't love me. God, you're not going to answer my prayer. I'll never be healed. I'll never find the right husband. I'll never find the right job. I'll never get a raise. I'll never get a promotion. And we walk around in our circumstances, being led by our circumstances. But reality, how many know reality is different? Reality is just that God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That I'll cause all things to work together for good in your life. But those who hang on, but those who don't let go, but those who stay faithful, God has got the blessing already waiting for you. God's got the right person already waiting for you. God's already got the right job already waiting for you. God's already got the right promotion already waiting for you. God's already got a healing waiting for you. God's already wanting to heal your heart. Don't let go because of your circumstances. Your eyes will lie to your mind. You got to say, God, by faith, I'm going to hang on. By faith, I'm not abandoning God. By faith, I'm going to stay plugged in. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, we walk by faith and not by sight. Reality and circumstances are so much different. Jesus said, looking at things, he goes, you're going to leave me. But reality is, I'm not alone. He goes, you people are going to forsake me. You're going to scatter around. He was talking about, he was getting ready to go to the cross. And then he knew they were going to scatter. They're going to be running for their lives. And even the closest ones were going to deny him. Because the reality is, you people are going to leave me. But I'm not alone. See, he was already speaking that my circumstances is not my reality. I'm not alone. The Father is still with me. It's going to get dark, but I'm not alone. It's going to feel that way, but he hasn't left me. He goes, in the world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. Be at peace. You're not alone. I've overcome the world. God was trying to teach us something. Don't operate your life by what you see. Faith and reality faith and reality of his lordship in your life. Don't give up because of what you see. Too many people give up based off of what they see instead of based off of faith that God always comes through. God always comes through. It may not be when I want it, but he knows the best time in my life. And if I would just go on what I see, I would have ended up with what I wanted and it wouldn't have been the best thing for my life. But because I waited as hard as it was, as painful as it was, even when I felt I was all alone, I wasn't alone. And God brought the right person. God brought the right job. God brought the right promotion. God changed things around in my life. Don't go of what you just believe and see. You've got to have faith. Look at this. Now, a belief is this. This is the difference between belief and faith. Belief is an opinion or a judgment in which a person is fully persuaded. You believe in it, man. I believe that God is Lord. I believe that God can work it out. I believe that God is able. But faith, faith is belief multiplied by confidence, which produces an action. So I believe that God, you're able, even when my cart is empty, to fill it up. And so I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hang on. Even when it's empty, even when I'm not finding what I'm looking for, I know that eventually, God, you're going to send the right associate. God, you're going to send the right person. God, you're going to send the right blessing, and you're going to feel what I need in my due season. I hang on, even when I don't see it as a reality. It's there. So it produces a confidence that I'm going to serve God. I'm going to, I'm going to walk through the store. Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. How are you? Have you seen this thing in my jig over here? I love it. I'm going to go down the clearance aisle and hang out there a while until God opens up the blood. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to go over here and get some free samples while you guys mess around. I don't know. I'm still waiting. See, reality is this, that I hang on even when I don't see the answer I'm looking for. It, it's a different. See, let me give it to you a different. Faith is this. I can have faith that that airplane will fly. I can believe it'll fly, but faith is this. I get in the airplane and fly in that airplane. Big difference. And believing that plane can get me from point A to point B than to get in that thing and ride it from point A to point B. 
One's a belief, one has faith. I, I can believe that eating healthy and exercising will produce good things in my life, but faith actually eats healthy and exercises. See, one's a belief, one produces a confidence. Bush produces an action, I, I walk it out. I can believe my kid's a good driver. It's another thing to give them your keys and say, take my car. One's a belief, the other one takes faith. All the parents said, amen. See, you gotta have faith, not just the belief. I believe my life is better if I walk with Jesus. Faith actually walks with Jesus. Trust Jesus surrenders to Jesus. I believe if I trust God, faith actually trusts God. Let me put it in another way. I can believe that God, you can bless my finances. If I, I believe that God, if I, if I pay my tithe and offering to God, you're gonna bless that like we did this morning. We believe that, right? Faith actually pays your tithes and offerings. Put it into action. See, belief and faith we have a lot of believers, but do we have enough people walking in faith? I, I would say not. We need more people walking in faith. We need to all begin to up our level of faith. Remember when Peter asked Jesus, hey, a storm is going on, and they saw Jesus walking on the water. He said, Jesus, that's really you. Ask me to come to you. Jesus calls Peter out of the boat. Peter gets out of the boat, starts walking on water toward Jesus. That pretty soon he starts looking at the waves and the wind and the storm around him. He gets scared and begins to sink. Jesus reaches out, pulls him back up. It's just, oh, Pete, man, where's your faith? It wasn't, listen, it wasn't the storm that caused Peter to start sinking. It was when he started looking at his circumstances versus looking at Jesus. That's when he began to sink. And too many of us, we're controlled by what we see in the middle of the storm. This storm is bad. I get it. Been there, done that. This storm is going to be hard. Yeah, right. But I do know this, that no matter how strong the winds of life blow, no matter how big the waves of life come, no matter what the wind blows my way, if I will just hang on to Jesus, my reality is that he will never leave me nor forsake me, and he can speak to the wind anytime he wants to control them. But more than that, he controls me. He calms me. Reality, faith. I believe that, but faith walks it out. See, I don't want you just to believe it. I want you to go from your head to your heart into action. Faith into action is where it's at. Faith into action. We walk by faith and not by sight. One more time. We walk by faith and not by sight. We are learning to change our view. I'm walking by what I know would be faith, not by what I just see in the natural. Let's walk by faith. Look what Ephesians 2, 8 says. For by grace you have been saved through... Wait, are you kidding me? I guess this is the very first of the ABCs of coming into a relationship with Jesus. We are saved through 
faith and not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. So what we understand is that I must have faith that Jesus died on the cross, that he was the Son of God, the Messiah, that he took the sins of the world, my sins, your sins, the sins of the world. He nailed them to the cross when he was nailed to the cross. And his blood is the only thing that has the power to forgive me my sins. It's the blood of Jesus. I believe he was resurrected on the third day. And so when I begin to believe that by faith, the Bible says my sins are no longer there, but they are forgiven of God. That his blood has made me as clean, as white as snow, no longer to be brought up. My past is forgiven. So for in order for me to come into salvation, it requires faith, faith, faith. Can I ask you this? Why do we use faith to make the first step into a relationship with Jesus and then the rest of our life we want to go by what we see? Well, if I see this, I'll, I'll serve to God. If I see this, I'll give to God. If I see this, then I'll, I'll, I'll go to church faithful. If I see this, I'll do this. And our whole life is responding by what we see. But faith was the very initial thing that brought us into a relationship with the Father through Jesus the Son. Faith is what brought us into that relationship. And in case nobody's told you, faith is required for me to walk it out. It's a faith walk. When without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. We walk by faith and not by faith. Sight. Sight. We've got to make sure as believers that we are controlling, being led by what we see, and make sure that we are being moved by faith. It's faith. It's faith. Don't stop using faith as salvation. That's the launching pad for using faith in our life. Our faith, listen, our faith, look at this, our faith is tested the most. In the God you are able stage. See, we know God's able. If I ask people in this room, almost everyone in this room would say, yeah, pastor, I believe God's able to do anything he wants to do. Nothing's too big for God. God can work all things out for my good. I, I believe, I know God's able to do that. The hard part is when I don't see it. There is where I struggle. There, I want to let go and go and leave the store. I want to leave church. I, I want to leave this relation. It's not working. I don't see my answer the way I thought it should be. I want to give up. But it requires faith. Are, are you there because of what he's going to put in your basket? Or are you there because he died for you? He, he gave his life for you that no one else loved you. No one else forgave you the way he did. Are you there because you know in him is eternal life. In him is the blessed life. And no matter what, if he never does another thing for me, I'm hanging on to the Lord. I'm not there because of what he puts in my basket. I'm there because he allows me in the store. I'm there because he allows me to come in cleansed and free. So I hang on, 
And to God, I, I haven't got what I need yet. God, I haven't found everything I know, but God, I'm hanging on. God, I believe you are more than able. God, I know that my marriage needs some work, but God, I'm hanging on. God, I'm hanging on believing you can restore a broken heart. God, I know that I need something with my children. God, I'm hanging on till you restore my children. God, I'm not letting go. I know, God, I know that my, my job has got to change. I can't do this forever, but God, I'm hanging on until you change my job, till you change my boss, until you change me. Faith into action. A couple of weeks ago, I shared a message about wisdom for your job. We were studying the book of Proverbs. How many remember the message I preached a few weeks ago on wisdom for your job? Anybody remember that message? Okay. One of the young ladies here in this church, she shared with me a couple of weeks ago. She says, Pastor, I, I was, I was uh, a couple of years ago, I was led to believe I was going to get a promotion in my work. And when it didn't happen for the last two years, I've been bitter I was angry and I went in and it affected my job. It affected my attitude of my job. But when you preach that message about doing your job as unto the Lord and letting him bless you, I just said, God, I'm going to do that. And she goes, for the next two weeks after that, I went in with a better attitude. I began to serve my boss like I was serving God. It's like, God, whatever happens, he does. I'm just going to serve my job. And then two weeks later, they called me into the office and said, we're going to give you a promotion and a raise. Can you believe that? See, faith... One thing to believe God, you can work it out. One thing to believe God, God, you can, you can change my boss. God, you can change my job. God, I believe you can give me a promotion. God, I believe you. It's one thing to believe it. But faith says, I'm going to act like I got the promotion even when it's not in the basket. I'm going to serve my boss like I'm already serving this company. I'm going to lead like I'm already leading hundreds of people. I'm going to serve and do. I'm going to praise like God's already healed me. I'm going to worship like God's already answered my prayer. I'm going to worship like God's already brought my children home. Wow. There, faith pleases the Lord and it moves the heart of God. It's found in the God you are able stage, but it hasn't happened yet. What do you mean? I'm saying that even when you're in the hallway and the door hasn't opened, you praise the Lord anyway. You praise him like he's answered your prayer. You worship like he's answered your prayer. You give like he's answered your prayer. You give like he's already blessed you. You serve, you worship, you love. God is wanting us to be moved by our faith. The last scripture I'm going to read you is Hebrews 11. 11 1. Now, faith is substance, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of the things not seen. So, without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. And what is faith? Faith is, I just keep going. Faith is, God, I believe you are able. Faith is this, even though looking around what I see, it's not very promising. Been there, done that. Looking around, I don't know how this is going to happen. Looking around, but just what I see, I don't see 
how this thing's going to change. I don't see how this mountain's going to move out of my life. I don't see how my marriage can ever get better. I don't see how my children can ever come back home to the Lord. I don't see how my job will ever improve. I don't see how I'll ever be healed. But I don't go by what I see. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. I'm hoping and I'm praying that God, you are able and I hang on. I want you to be led by faith. I want to read this last statement to you. It says, faith allows you to hold on to what God has shown you in your spirit long before anyone else sees it. How many times have you shared something God's spoken to your heart only to have somebody else crush, crush your dream? God's giving you a dream. God's giving you a promise and you share it with somebody and you're like, ha, 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 good luck, buddy. I've been waiting God to do that for 10 years and it never happened. Good luck. Listen, faith requires me to hang on to what God has promised me even when nobody else believes it. Even when it just seems like, you know what? Man, I'm the only one hanging on here. Even when it feels like I'm the only one doing the right thing. I'm the only one giving. I'm the only one doing this. I'm, faith moves the heart of the Lord. And faith requires for me to hang on in the promise stage when it hasn't happened yet. But that's what the Lord wants. If you're a believer today, that's what he's asking us to do, to walk it out in faith. Walk it out in faith. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you. We thank you for your amazing grace in our life. We thank you you sent your son Jesus to die for us, to forgive us of our sins, that we can now be put back into the right standing with the Father. And before we go any further today, I want to make sure you have a chance. If you're here, say, Pastor, I need to step out in faith today and believe that he's forgiven me of my sins. I need to make sure I surrender my life to the Lordship of Jesus. I want to believe that he died on the cross for my sins and my sins are forgiven. I want to believe that he was resurrected on the third day and he's got the power of death, hell, and a grave. Maybe you never surrender your life to Jesus. Today is your day. And with every head bowed and Eyes closed. We won't do anything to single you out. We're not going to embarrass you, I promise you. But if you're here today, say, Pastor, I'm ready to accept Jesus. Can you just raise your hand where I can see it? Say, that's me. I'm ready. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Yeah, keep those hands raised. Yeah, thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Awesome. Listen, if you raise your hand, I want you to say this prayer after me. As Christians around you, we'll say it as well. If you're watching online today and you're ready to surrender your life, Say it wherever you're at watching this service. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. Someone said amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God. If you prayed that prayer, you meant it from your heart today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we invite you to stop by our hub before you leave. We have a free Bible and some other things we want to put into your hand. So glad you made that decision. Just the beginning, okay, of a journey. If you don't have a church home, 
Plug into a church home. We love to welcome you here. If you have a church home, go back and tell somebody, I gave my life to Jesus. Today, I'm going to invite you to stand up. As you stand up, how many say, Pastor, I'm wanting God to move me to a different level of faith. God's calling me to walk by faith and not by sight. If God's speaking to you, raise your hand. Keep it raised right there. Come on, raise your hands. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. God, you're calling us to a deeper level of faith right now in Jesus' name. I pray that, God, we would not be people led by what we see, but we would be led by faith that you are able and in control. I come against everything that speaks negative into our mind, everything that looks negative in our eyes, and I speak right now that faith begin to grow and to raise up in the believer's heart of every believer in the room. In Jesus' name, come on.